this podcast. My have bad words because my daddy says words like s and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Hello and welcome to the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads, where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts. Go along. <laughs> welcome to Thunder, Joe. <laughs> and I the am thunder. John. The, the thunder. Just for those of you that actually are normal human beings, Galan, Joe, and John. And I yes. am John. And by the way, I just want to let you guys know that I am a tourist. I'm not actually a dad, but I have the pleasure of being on this podcast to interrogate these other two dads, Galan and Joe. That's right. Every week I feel like I'm in a room being asked what my motives were. That's right. I turn on a bright, hot <laughs> yeah. light during the podcast, Occasionally and I you drink an ice-cold glass of water. Hey, you know, have you guys, have you guys seen Casino Royale? Yes. Oh, yeah. There's like that's the right. one scene where, you know, Daniel Craig is sitting in a seat without a seat. You're talking about the ball, no, Zach? Yes. That, that is not Casino Royale, right? That's the one no, with uh, Javier Bardem or no, whatever. No, that's Casino Royale where he's got the ball, Zach. Is it? Where yeah. it's the swinging? Oh, yeah. I oh, watched I thought Casino that Royale. was the Javier Bardem. Mm. No, that's Lafiche no. that does that to him. Yes. That's what yes, I feel like when, you, when, oh, okay. when you're interrogating us. I have an you are Lafiche and I, I am James Bond in a on chair. The left. Fair now right. I get to tell everybody you scratched my. Well, I'm sure our guest <laughs> Devin Pike will enjoy that issue. <laughs> I think you actually issue, will. That <laughs> That's <laughs> actually a badass James Bond movie. I need to rewatch that. I mean, actually, I actually awesome need to buy that. Yeah. It's a good. I like all the Daniel Craig James Bonds. I burned it when I was in college. Now I actually have a legit copy. Guys, this week. We're really excited to have a guest on our show uh, that we actually, well, not not me, myself, but Galan and Joe actually were on one of his productions That's right. within the last year as well. So yes. why don't you guys tell us what that was so all about? So he uh, had cancer. He is now currently in remission. He talks about that on the show. And Vocal Now did a charity fundraiser to raise money for Cook's Children's Fort Worth. And Vocal Network, basically. Yes, and yes. Cancer Support Community North Texas. I can't believe I actually remember that. Yes. They, uh, to raise money to give funds to people that are going through cancer. And it was called Who Needs Sleep? It was a 36-hour marathon. You had different content. Galan and I were on there making fools of ourselves, talking about being a dad. Uh, I think it was fine. I didn't rewatch it. I think it was I'm assuming it was fine. You know what? It doesn't matter. We're going to come strong this year. But, uh, yes. So there's another one on Labor Day, and we helped uh, contribute to the charity by providing auction items and also our lovely faces to the overall uh, fundraising opportunity so it was good. which they told us some people actually called in a request for refunds while you guys were on <laughs> and they said uh, so no takesy backsies no t- yeah that's right that's right uh no double kissing no take backs right. but uh anyways uh one thing i did want to also mention which i i you'll you'll hear in this interview is devin is well for one he's been involved with dallas fan expo for a lot of years yes uh and also he is the program director of the fuzz box uh, on vocal, which is a continuation uh, of the old edge. Which you mentioned, <laughs> you said the fuzz box, and I was isn't that what something it is? else? No, it's it, fu- that, it's fuzz that box. is what it is. 
That's Go not on, what I you, thought will you of. edit this to make us sound cool? No. Okay. It's not possible. No. So, guys, we really enjoyed talking to Devin, and we hope that he can come back on when uh, we're not as restricted for time. But uh, enjoy yes. this conversation we had with Devin. He's a really fascinating guy. And uh, look forward to the next telethon that we are on. That's right. That's right. And Whether you like it or not. <laughs> whether you like it or not. <laughs> Save up your money so that you can call in and donate it. Ready or not, here comes we're detox. giving out diaper bags and stuff labor day uh so anyways yeah enjoy this conversation with devin pike we know that we did devin thanks for being on and we look forward to talking to you guys We are back here at the Detox Podcast, live from Fan Expo, and with us at this time, he is the program director for Fuzzbox at Vocal, and he is one of the moderators you will see for the panels here at Fan Expo, Mr. Devin Pike. Thank you for being on the show. It's always a pleasure, guys. Uh, it's, I'm, I wish it hadn't been as long since I've seen you guys, because yes. uh, the last time I saw you, I was in the midst of my sleep deprivation project. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. He's, of course, referring to Who Needs Sleep, the marathon where we were running, raising money for Cook's Children's in Fort Worth, and for my support community. North Texas. Yes, and there's another one coming up in Labor Day. Labor Day. Well, uh, Jerry Lewis isn't doing it anymore, so okay. I figured I might as well carry on the tradition for it. And <laughs> and, and the other thing is, we had five weeks to put uh, the the debut of it together and everybody was throwing sharp objects at me saying, if you do that to us again, we're not going to be happy. So <laughs> we're, uh, we just started planning the sessions for uh, this year's model and the recipients again are CSC and and Cook Children's and it's going to be another fantastic event. I'm looking forward to you guys being a part of it yes, as well. Absolutely. It was it was great just being a part of the whole experience. I know John wasn't able to be there, but Galan and I were there and we were just slacker. Being a, right. <laughs> I know, I know, but it uh, no, it was great. It was just a great energy, and I loved being able to tell people, "Hey, we're raising money for these great organizations," and people really got behind it. It was it was just fantastic. Well, we wanted to kind of get your thoughts on Fan Expo as a whole. We've talked to several of the comic artists and writers here, and what it means to them. But kind of wanted to get your perspective from being a moderator and also your involvement over the years. What that's been like. I've been working with the show back when it was known as Dallas Comic-Con. I think my first year here was 2005. Um, And uh, a a dear friend of mine was one of the showrunners. And uh, he and I had been in film criticism circles uh, for decades. And he says, I know you're you're decent with interviews. Would you want to do a panel with Ray Park, who played Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace? And I said, yeah, sure, I'll jump on stage with him. And (laughs) And we were just off to the races at that point. It wound up being a... It's it's been a fantastic ride. I yeah, thirteen years wow. now that I've been doing this stuff. It's uh, and to see it grow from then because at that point we were at the Plano Center, okay, which is you know your 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 attendance is you're looking about maybe four thousand five thousand people. Sure. Whereas this weekend with the you know you you've got Ben Affleck, you've got Jason Momoa, you've right. got all these amazing actors from The Princess Bride and Back to the Future. And the scope of it still to this day, the first time I saw on Saturday when everybody is here, when you see just the throngs of people, there's no better way to put it. (laughs) It, it, It's it's amazing that the show is is at this point. So I I love seeing it because everybody here and they're they're all here to have a great time, uh, meet other people who are into the same things they are with the the same strength and uh, passion that they have. And 
it, it it's always wonderful. It's really I, it, it makes the the, the the pain at the end of the day, right. the sleepless nights, <laughs> yeah. and uh, the, the the last second changes that I will not go into because if I start doing that, I'm going to suck all the air sure, out of the podcast sure. at that point. Um, it, it makes it all worth it. It absolutely does. That's awesome. So what has been so you've. I know I've seen you around moderating panels a couple times this weekend already. What has been kind of one of your most interesting people to interview? As far as interesting people, Wallace Shawn is a, he's an actor, he's a playwright, he does voiceover work. Uh, he's best known as Vecini from The Princess Bride. He was also uh, the co-writer and uh actor for My Dinner with Andre, one of the 10 greatest films yes. I've ever seen, and I yes. will hold it up as that example. Um, I don't know how many of these shows he's actually done, okay. because it was an interesting conversation. He was actually really surprised, A, that I led off the panel with talking about My Dinner with Andre, <laughs> because like that's a film I made 30-some-odd years ago. <laughs> I... I want you people to understand that there were a thing called tape recorders and just like we're <laughs> off to the races. And he was everything that you would expect him to be. He was incredibly funny. And just <laughs> I've got to share this. Sure. He, he does a lot of voiceover work now. Uh, of course, he was the voice of Rex in Toy Story and right. all the other uh, Toy Story sequels and properties, blah, blah, blah. He does a lot more now, and one of the things he does is he voices a truck character, and you gentlemen might be familiar with it, on Stinky and Dirty. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I had not, I was not familiar with this show. <laughs> I did not know that he was the voice of a dump truck that is a part of a group of trucks that are concerned about how to offload their cargo in there might be a mud puddle and how do we get over this? So I'm hearing Wallace talk about this and every time he says the word sticky and dirty and it's like, oh, it's like and I, someone in the front row said I was certain you were going to pass out because your skin had turned this amazing red and you were crying and I just couldn't handle yeah, it. Yeah. But he, he was wonderful and it, it's been, there's always a great batch of people here uh, Greg Sulkin, who's one of the leads yep. in Marvel's Runaways on yes. Hulu, uh, I crash watched the show. I, I was, it's one of those things. How many things do you boys have on your? It's not even a DVR anymore. Right. It's just a list of things. Well, I need to watch that. Well, I need so to watch many. that. So I put it off. Put it off. Put it off. It's like, well, you're doing Greg Sulkin. Well, better watch the damn show. Right. So uh, and he was wonderful. He's a great, great guy with an amazing career ahead of him. Uh, but the personal highlight for me. Yep was talking to Kier Dele and Gary Lockwood, the leads from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yep. Yep. Again, film nut. Absolute film nut. Not the biggest Kubrick fan, but a sure. massive film nut. And right. well, I, again, I'll suck the air out of the room if I start talking about Kubrick at this point. <laughs> but, but just sitting there talking to them for 40 minutes was just an absolute delight sure. because they're both so... I mean, Gary Lockwood is an absolute raconteur. Yep. Look him up. He He's a California boy. He was in the rodeo for a while. Wow. And in a two-year stretch, he shoots the what wound up being the second pilot, the first episode shown for Star Trek, where oh, wow. no man's gone before. He was, yeah. uh, 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 oh, God, now I'm blanking on his name. Gary Mitchell. Okay. 
um, and then leaves leaves the shoot for that, and then goes to London to shoot 2001: A Space Odyssey. Wow. And the man has so many stories, and his impersonation of John Huston is unparalleled. <laughs> I will say that. So yeah, it's just been an, it's just been a wonderful weekend, man. I'll, I've I've had so much fun. It's been it's been really just interesting seeing everybody's different perspectives. I know we were talking to like the artists and their perspective with coming and, and getting to talk just one-on-one. And I know we were talking with uh, Steve Irwin yesterday and he was saying how amazed he was when a dad brought his son up decked out in death stroke. And he was like, you're that's so awesome. And just like seeing, and I was like, we were talking with him about how does it feel to see your character on TV? And he's like, Oh, it's amazing. Anytime that they, it's like watching your baby out there. And so it's just cool hearing different people's stories and perspective is just it's fascinating so i know that we're also on vocal uh do you want to talk a little bit about uh fuzzbox and kind of how that came about or well fuzzbox is the uh, what what uh radio mastermind george gamark calls the edge 2.0 sure i was on air with george i was actually started out as george's intern okay in 1989 about a month after the station went on the air (laughs) it was my very first radio gig and i got it i'm not kidding i got the job because i brought in an air check tape that i had interned at a recording studio for to create that was the only reason i said you don't have to pay me anything else just let me make an air check tape sure i I had no equipment i had no experience doing it so made an air check tape and my girlfriend at the time made a plate full of peanut butter fork cross cookies. I took these to a promotional appearance that uh, The Edge had at North Texas, where I was a student, and handed them off to him and said, you know, did my little uh, stupid, dumb kids spiel. I uh, gave it to him, and he called uh, about a week and a half later and said, you want to come in and uh, talk about an internship? I said, you tell me when and where, and sure. I'll be there 15 minutes early. I was there an hour early. Um, so uh, George and I worked together for the first year. And when the zoo went on the air at Vocal, I immediately messaged George and Ted Price, the guru over at Vocal, and I right. said, if you do anything with the edge, I don't care. I'm on board. Put me in coach. I'm ready to play. And he said, sure. funny you mentioned that because we were just talking about you <laughs> in a role at the station That's awesome. because we're getting ready to do Fuzzbox. So what Fuzzbox does is it takes the edge music that everybody loved up until right. 1994 when the analysts actually took over the station okay. and made it more... Yeah, they, they took it more grunge. They took it more gloomy, sure. more uh, I hate my dad music. That's when I listened yeah. to it. No, oh, well, okay. there you go. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, a lot. To, no. I'm sorry to tell you that you're not our audience. It's sorry. Okay. It's okay. Um, but we kept that fun in when we were when we built the library. And George is actually working on uh, Fuzzbox's concept for about a decade. Okay. So he'd been storing up these library songs. So when we launched, we had a library that sounds like we kept that ethos. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, from 94 and kept going to today. Sure. So when you listen, you'll hear the new single from Pearl Jam or some stuff from Concrete and Gold, the okay. new uh, Foo Fighters album. Right. Uh, uh, some great tracks like East of Eden sure. and just all these amazing new songs that you would listen to if The Edge was still on okay, air that with that programming ethos today. Sure. And George and I and uh, Josh Venable and some other uh, Edge folks who hopefully we can get in front of a microphone are doing the radio breaks for it. So just like the zoo, 
it is it really is radio the way it was meant to be. It's curated. It's sure. not a playlist that you right. know you can just hit, hit randomize because curation I think is the missing element when people are listening to digital music on Spotify or, or Pandora or any of the rest of those. Yeah, it's really different having somebody who knows a lot about the music and crafts it for you to listen to versus some algorithms and like, oh, we notice you listen to a lot of Black Eyed Peas, so we're going to just cycle that through. Because you're right, it, it, there is a difference. <laughs> a lot of Black Eyed Peas on Fuzzbox? Zero. I can I can <laughs> promise you there are zero Black Eyed Peas tracks think, on Fuzzbox. And I do, <laughs> I, 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 I like Black Eyed I like pop. There's a lot of sure. stuff that I like. Right. That I, I mean, I was like, would this make a good Fuzzbox song? And right. I'm actually, so it's funny you mentioned algorithms. <laughs> Where do you hear new music today? A new band, somebody who you don't know, aren't familiar with. And it's got to be something yeah. like Spotify that yeah. will, you know, they'll put new artists out there in right. front of you or your friends. Right. And that's yeah. what radio is missing right now. Top sure. 40 radio. And there's, there's actually yeah. an finger quote alternative station in Dallas Fort Worth right now. And, uh, scouting the competition damn right i sat there and listened to it for a couple sure. of weeks and i found it soulless bland mm. and not what i it i am not the end-all be-all arbiter of alternative <laughs> music george is but when i listen to it and it's like this is alternative to what the chain sure. smokers no because i'm hearing the chain smokers sure. on this right so it's it, that ain't that ain't what we do right i know one of my favorite things to listen to and i know this is the edge like more recently but one of the ways because i used to love going around in the local music scene and hearing new bands and i would get that from listening to the edge their uh local hour on sunday night from like 11 p.m to 1 a.m or somewhere in there mm -hmm. and my uh sister-in-law her band was on there several times and so that was from having listened to that and then when they were on there i was like this is so cool and it's like that but that was somebody who was like getting the music and crafting it and so yeah it's you're right. It's you. You can hear the difference when it's hundred percent changes like that. So, Absolutely. So I know we've done and we've kind of circled our way around. And let's talk a little bit more about uh, who needs sleep. I know we touched on it a little bit. If you want to kind of tell people who are listening what that is in more depth, and also kind of what you've got scoped out for this year. Um, who needs sleep is a thirty-six hour telethon. It's a. It, it, it takes. I mean, we we take. <laughs> we didn't just take pages from Jerry Jerry Lewis's playbook. From the, uh, the the old Labor Day telethon, we actually took the whole damn playbook and maybe tossed out a couple of pages. It's a mix of live music, uh, interviews, uh, in studio guest appearances, and it's uh, it's an amazing 36 hours. I've got a phenomenal team working with me to to put that together for. Uh, for the second outing, and 100% of the proceeds go to Cook Children's, specifically their cancer wards, uh, their blastoma lymphoma yeah. wards of the hospital and Cancer Support Community in North Texas, which works with cancer patients fee-free to give them... Uh, the, it's the missing elements that you have when you go through cancer treatment right. because your doctors are great, your oncologist is always wonderful, but the support structure getting you to and from your chemo uh, appointments, talking to you about what you can expect, not just in cancer treatment, which is chemotherapy, immunotherapy, right. and, you know, different uh, programs, but what to expect afterwards. And there's, a, and uh, the reason it's uh, intensely important to me is I have uh, gone through now two bouts with throat cancer. I've been in remission since February 12th, officially. Congrats. And, uh, when I was starting to 
come out of the fog of it uh, in the, at the end of 2017, I was, I, it was one of those things where it was a gratitude thing. I, because I'd gotten so much support from uh, the local fan community, from a lot of people who I've encountered over the last couple of decades of working in entertainment press that I wanted to give back. Sure. So the time I do that is just to, to throw myself back into horrible, horrible right. physical state and doing so <laughs> and bring my friends with me, right. which is the important thing. So we're actually looking to, uh, we're still going to do 36 hours. Okay. We won't do what I initially wanted to do, which was uh, <laughs> my original plans for the, the one at New Year's was 72 hours. And I hate oh, with that. Whoa. That lasted one text message. <laughs> and, and through that, and uh, like, nope. they, they, maybe 36. Yeah, 36. Because 24. People do 24-hour stuff all right. the time. 36 moves the meter a little bit. Sure. So um, the, we've had some really good responses. We, uh, we obviously do uh, direct fundraising uh, both online and by telephone sure. uh, for pledges. But uh, we also do hour, hour-long auctions of right. various experience packages. We uh, did a couple uh, involving Fan Expo Dallas. Right. They were uh, more than generous enough to give us. So the uh, there's a great mix of, of things to keep you or to, to make you tune in, right. uh, keep you logged in if possible, um, and it all broadcasts out of the vocal studios at, on uh, John Carpenter. So it's, it's, it's a hell of a time. That's awesome. Well, Devin, we want to thank you for stopping by and recording with us. Is there any last bit of advice or anything that you give or an interesting story you've got? What I tell people, if, if, you, if you have not come out to a show like this, you think it's just, it, 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 well, there, there's so many weird preconceptions about it. And I think they've kind of gone by the wayside a little bit because sure. geek culture is pop culture now. Yeah. Look at your top 10 movies. Look at the most anticipated film of 2018 right. coming out in a couple weeks, Avengers Infinity War. Yep. Um, you're not alone. Right. Whatever you dig, what it, whatever you're into... There's odds are that there's somebody else who's as into it as you are, and when you come out to a show like this, this is where you get to meet him. It's not, yes. I mean, yeah, sure, there's like autograph lines and photo op lines and panels and blah, 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 blah. The real reason you come out for stuff like this is to be around folks who dig the same things that you do. Right, absolutely. And it, yes, it's crowded. Yes, it can get expensive. And there's... I, there's other shows out there that aren't Fan Expo Dallas, so go to the cheaper shows if you can, if that's a problem. <laughs> so, um, I didn't say that. That's not me. There's a, there, there's a lot of great... That was Devin's uh, opinion only. Uh, that does not reflect the views of the Detox podcast. <laughs> but seriously, shows like this are wonderful because of the people who are putting them together. Because they are, they are, they're, they're all fans at heart. Sure. And the, the the people who attend these are, are some of the, the the best friends I've made in in life. I've met at shows like this. That's awesome. All right. Well, if people want to follow you, see what you're up to, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, if it's not Facebook, uh, look for just Devin J U S T D E V I N. That's most of the social media platforms are Devin Pike on Facebook. Uh, I post way too much on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I am incredibly left-leaning, so if you if you don't like that, then don't follow me on Twitter. Just follow me on Facebook. But um, it, it, Pretty much anything I'm doing, I, I, I love to crow about other people's stuff, too. Yep. Uh, detox, uh, the, the other 
amazing programming pieces at Vocal. I talk about Fuzzbox every now and then because I, I force myself to because I like talking about other people's sure. stuff a lot more than my own. That's awesome. Well, you can see what Devin's up to with Fuzzbox and what we're up to with Detox all on VocalNow.com or download the Vocal app and follow it all there. Devin, thank you so much for coming on. Boys, it's a pleasure, and I wish you amazing, amazing sex. Thank you for everything that you guys did for Who Needs Sleep last year, and uh, I'll, I'll be uh, blowing up your phones very soon. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Devin, thank you so much for being on the show, for taking the time out of your busy schedule, for telling us when you got done recording, holy shit, I'm almost late for a panel. It was great. It was fantastic. It was great. It was um, great. So, yeah, it was. it's cool to get his perspective on Fan Expo, being somebody who panels, who moderates panels, and uh, is involved in kind of a little bit of the planning or coordinating phase of Dallas Fan Expo and has been involved with it as an event for several like, years. What do you say, 13 years or something Yeah, crazy? I think that's right. Yeah, man, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty it's awesome. Crazy. I mean, it, it just, and he's just a fascinating dude to yeah. talk to. Yeah, having his hand in the pot in, in the DFW kind of entertainment arena between you know working with The Edge, doing the fuzz box, doing Fan Expo, yep. it's it's really cool to hear his perspective on things. Um you know, and, and the way that he remains so upbeat after after a uh, and it, you know uh, a fight with cancer, yeah, overcoming that, being a survivor, but maintaining a you know the the positive attitude that he puts out. And I do want to point out to your uh, to what you're saying about because we're talking about cancer and we talked about who needs sleep and we talked about the cancer yeah. support. Andrew Mangum, who we uh, featured several weeks ago, is somebody that I believe he mentioned on the episode, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that he battled testicular cancer. And so he is also a cancer survivor. So we've interviewed like several different cancer survivors. Cancer yeah, and of is course, somebody that if, if you guys have been listening yeah. for a while, you, right. you heard our interview with Matt Gilbert. That's right. He was a friend of ours whose his wife went through breast cancer. And, and actually, I've, I, I always forget, but I've, my mom reminded me of a conversation we had today that... She actually had, I think it was, uh, she had some sort of cancer down there because she had a hysterectomy when she was 25. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't she cervical had cancer. some kind of cancer down there. She had cancer below the equator. Got you. Got you. Um, but no, so it's interesting that it's like I'm, I have a cancer survivor in my household. In your immediate family, yeah. 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 So, that the, you know, and it's, or, you know, it, it's. Cancer sucks, man. Yeah, and it affects us all in different ways, and you don't have to have a family history of it to get it. And, um, you know, but it takes a warrior spirit to fight it right. and and to come out clean on the other side like Andy Dufresne. <laughs> or Devin Pike. Or Devin right. Pike. Who, by the way, yeah, was <sighs> – dude, you wouldn't know that he's gone through that talking to No. Him. No, but like I said, it's like the, so the, the positivity. Positive. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that's interesting that it's – you know, we, we live in a world of – such incredible negativity where so people are so quick to put the you know pull the poor pitiful me yeah look at me everyone you know put your lives on hold and support me and we do that as friends we do that without people even asking we don't even think about like we we're there for our friends but you know that can wear on us as parents it can wear on us with when our kids get sick or something happens to them or something happens in our family we have a death in the family you know and and we get emotionally strained pushing you know, like pushing ourselves to the limit to support the people around us, you know, to look at the, the battle that he fought and remain positive, even for someone who is more of a cynic like I am, I, I have to, I admire that. 
that there's that positivity in the world touching that many people you know in the in the way that he does given what yeah. you know given the the just the the circles that he runs in and stuff and then the things that he does in the Dallas Fort Worth area that that that's really really cool and you know it's inspiring to you know make me want to try to be a little more positive in the world yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally. So, guys, I have a just a mini John's observation, really just a question for you guys. This is, sure. You know what this could be? This is more like an Ask the Deads. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Retro. Yeah, this is retro. This is going back. We used to do this segment every episode, or tried to, where right. we would just like bring up a question and run it around the table for the dads to answer. And hey, and if you have uh, one that you want to send our way, detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's right. That's right, and we will ask it. On air. Ask it the dads. Wait. Yeah, well, ask the dads your dad. Ask the dads question. But uh, my question for you guys this week is how do you feel about parents that just sort of give up and let their kids run wild and just let other people have to deal with their kids? Now, I've seen this in several different instances. I'm sure even as I say that, you guys can probably think of times that you've dealt with this. The majority of parents but, at Target or Walmart. Yeah, exactly. I've seen it at stores. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in movies. I've seen it in restaurants, particularly fast food restaurants that have like uh, playgrounds or something. I feel I've like- seen it in my workplace. Ooh. At times. So I'm curious as to how you guys feel about that and how you would deal with it or how you do deal with it. I feel like we've covered it before, but I could be wrong. Um we probably have, and no, that's basically no. all that I do is no. I just recycle right. content. No, it's good. Uh, I think you're like nine gag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> except, you, except you don't troll Reddit for your content to recycle. No. Uh, oh, dude, that's I feel hilarious. like I feel like it's good. <laughs> it's not good to let your kids run wild. Uh, it's good that you bring up these questions. I feel like with this in general. You have to do your due diligence to understand when your kid is is kind of running amok and take remove them from the situation, however that looks. Uh, a good example was several weeks ago, I took Sylvie to a play. It was a live-action play. She'd never been to one before uh, performance. She'd only ever been to, like, movies. She understands how movies work. So you're silent. Uh, you get some snacks, perhaps, and then you go about your day. With the live action performance, she was the play. She was very confused, even though it was significantly shorter than any movie she's ever been to—only forty-five minutes. She was very confused with, "Why do I have to sit here and sit still?" And they're interacting, and I'm kind of bored with the songs or whatever. Whatever. She started to be a little like an annoying if I was not her dad, right? And so it was a situation where I'm like, well, I can't remove her because where we were seated, we were in the back corner. So it would have disrupted the show to take her out. And instead, I had already built up like, okay, I've got snacks or I've got tricks up my sleeve to help her. And it's recognizing that she's struggling and trying to circumvent that with, okay, well, here's another option. Here's something else we can do. And looking at my clock and realizing there's only five minutes left in this entire production, I need to just wait it out and figure out how to get her to be quiet or at least be respectful of those around her. So I try using the logic, try un- helping her understand like there's other people here, not just you. When that fails, then I try and, you know, figure out how can I get through this? Uh, Amanda had like a, a Tootsie Pop. I was like, ah, oh, here we go. Here's, uh, 
here's a way to get through this. Nice. And that helped us. And in other situations, sometimes I just have to take her out. Even if it's disruptive to the overall flow, it's less disruptive than leaving her there for the five minutes being loud and disruptive. Yeah. So yeah, it's picking, picking and choosing, I guess is what I would say. Oh, how to say? Oh, this we're looking up for Galan. Di- diplomatically, he's like, he's like, I hope I don't offend everybody. I'm gonna, do, I'm going to offend people if you let your kids run amok and you don't control them, then you are in that capacity a shit parent. Um, shit, shitty people beget shitty people. <laughs> like if you don't control your kid, then your kid's gonna grow up to be a shitty person, the person that's not liked. The person that is an asshole to everybody, the person that you detest right now is what your kid will grow up to. You have to set limits. It's your responsibility as a child, as, as a parent to do that. It's not your responsibility to be their friend. It's not your responsibility to be their support system in every situation. It is your responsibility to make sure that they grow up to be a decent effing human being. That's how strongly I feel about it, but we try to keep it PG-13. <laughs> it, you know, it's... I understand. I mean, I have a good kid that occasionally gets rambunctious and out of control, and I am very quick to, to squash it. I'm very quick to put it put an end to it right then and there, quietly, out of the way, so she's not. You know, it, it's as I mentioned a few episodes ago in the last John Servation. I'm a, I'm a parent and private kind of person. I will stop right there, whisper in their ear, and let them know that it's not going to stand. People out in public, like there is a certain right to decency when you go out in public you can't go out in public and expect everyone to cater to your every every whim that the world doesn't revolve around you when you go out with your kids the world doesn't revolve around you and your shitty kids when you're letting them run around the store knock things over without picking them up and taking no responsibility it's your responsibility as a parent to be decent to other people and to teach your kid that so i feel really strong like people like that shouldn't have kids people like that (laughs) people like that should be uh, like all but castrated like they should, they should not be able to, to have children anymore because this world is full of shitty people. Like we're shit, we're just horrible to each other, and they are not improving that. So yeah, I have a really. I don't I think a this one will win, but hashtag Nazi opinions. I feel yeah, like I I have. Just, I feel like that's. I have a is. really strong opinion about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. maybe maybe it's because of of being raised by my by, by my grandparents and I had a grandfather who was a very no nonsense take no shit and you're not going to cause shit kind of person. Yeah. And and somehow I sub- subconsciously took that even though I didn't interact with them all that often, but man, I feel really strongly and, and Teresa does too like when we see people out in public like oh man, there are a lot of people that shouldn't have kids. I mean, we, yeah. it goes back to something we talked about with Del Hansen all those, you know, episodes ago. It's like you you have to get certified to repair computers you know like get paid for it you have to go through the all these trainings to drive and you have to get all these certifications and you know degrees and everything but man you can just you can just spit out kid after kid after kid without any kind of validation as to what kind of person you are what kind of impact you're going to have on the world whether you're going to live off the the system i mean it, it, uh, I, yeah I, I get so boxy because I feel really strongly about it. And if you have issues with that, then email me at galanadetoxpodcast.com and defend yourself if you're one of those parents because I would love to hear your justification for making everybody else miserable. Just like I did with this opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Boom. Yeah, that, you, was, you, that was you one of the dads. <laughs> hey, and I think, thank you, dads. You guys ever watched Star Wars, like A, a New sure. Hope, when uh, we one goes through like the power and he shuts the power down and he goes like, hmm. That's what mm-hmm. I just did. That's what you did to that's parents? True. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, guys... 
that was ask the dad the ask the dads rather which uh we might occasionally have that was a throwback segment yeah. but uh anyways uh now it's time for a segment that we do almost every week called we do this every week oh, we do, do this every we week. do comma fair enough do this dad joke week. of the week this is where we bring a dad joke or three to you we've been doing Tell three us. lately i, I kind of like it yeah i have one for you guys do you know what happens if you don't pay your exorcist what, no, what? you get repossessed uh, oh repo you know apparently a man gets stabbed every 52 seconds in london really poor man wow a man gets stabbed every 52 seconds Poor man. So it's like a single uh, man just getting stabbed every fifty-two seconds. Got many? you. Holy cow! Wow. I'm I'm slow. Wow. Five, that can, was five K and John is slow on the uptake. Wow, that's okay. Uh, how many ears does <laughs> Captain Kirk have? How many? Uh, three. The left ear, the right ear, and the final frontier. Oh jeez. <laughs> As a, as a nerd, I really enjoy that, <laughs> guys. That has been dad joke. Of the week, feel free to use all of those at your own risk. That would have been way better if you had delivered it Captain Kirk style. His left ear. Oh man, I'm way gone for that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, we have a pretty cool contest going on. Oh yes. right now actually, that's right. Think Fun is a gaming company. They promote games that no. Yeah, yeah. They, they sell yeah, games sure. that promote STEM. Uh, engineering and coding for your kids. By the way, engineering's part of STEM. Is it? Have I yeah, been saying like it wrong these past six weeks? Yes. Five weeks, six weeks. Joe whatever. had to do a little bit of math in his head there. I had to do a little bit of STEM. If kindergarten you math is hard for Joe. <laughs> kindergarten math is hard. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Whatever. I think that, Anyways, should, I think that should be a hashtag. Think, think fun, fun. The amazing game is called Laser Chess. Uh, so if you like our Facebook page by the end of May, if you've already liked our Facebook page, you're already entered. If you like it, you are entered it to win a free copy of Laser Chess from Think Fun, which what, is the beam directing yes, strategy game. That's right. It's a two-player strategy game that combines the spatial thinking skills of chess with the high-tech fun of laser beams. Players alternate taking turns and moving their mirrored pieces around the board, and at the end of each turn, players fire a real GD laser. And it only, right. it only works well if you, like Laura Dern, go pew every time you fire it. <laughs> pew, pew. When she goes out in uh, in The, uh, the Last, Last Jedi, Jedi yeah. every time that she fired the gun at, at uh, the people to stun them, uh, she would say pew, and you can actually see it in the in the final cut of the movie. She walks up and goes pew. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's dumb. So much, <laughs> so much like Laura Dern. That's right. Yes, you can you go can, pew, pew, pew. You can also do this. Uh, the beam bounces from mirror to mirror, and if it strikes a non-mirrored surface of any piece, it's immediately removed from play. If you illuminate your opponent's king, you win. It's a la it's a Mensa Select winner and earned a parent, tested parent, approved top pick at Toy Fair 2018. But you, yourself, and I could walk away with a free copy if you like our Facebook page by the end of May. If not, it's $39.99 on Target. No, on Amazon.com and the other toy distributors. And when Joe said, and when Joe said I, he doesn't mean himself because we no, can't win. We're not eligible. That's right. We're no. not eligible. That's what I wanted to say. And then also, guys, this game is uh, appropriate for ages 8 to adults. That's it's a right. two-player game. And by the way, batteries included. What? That's what? right. Game comes with batteries nowadays. That's fantastic. Think Fun will even throw in the batteries. So make sure you go and like our Facebook page, uh, Detox Podcast on Facebook, if you haven't already. And of course, you can find a link to that at Detox Podcast. 
detoxpodcast.com. Which, go on, what else can you find at detoxpodcast.com? Oh, you can find links to all of our social media, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find a link to our Patreon, where for $2 a month, which is less than memory foam money. That's right. You, you don't can, have to be fat dadding to go to our Patreon. No, but you, you can do get, not. You can get access to all of the bonus content that we have created. Um, it, two bucks a month is not very much at all, and you're, you would definitely be supporting the podcast. Um, but, by the way, you can go there and get some free content Yeah, there'll well. be free content. There's, there's occasionally free content on there, and we may look at going back to older content and maybe start making that free, too. Just maybe that way. so. There you go. But we don't know. Like, that, let's that's say the Velveeta cheese story. Uh, I don't know about that. That's, oh, uh, that's that's worth paying that's, for, that's, right? yeah, that, yeah, that's worth paying for, for sure. Um, for less than the cost of Velveeta cheese itself. Yes, the Velveeta cheese story. Um, That's right. But you can go if you want to listen to us. If you're not listening to us right now, if you want to listen to us on a different method, you can go to vocalnow.com, v-o-k-a-l, now.com, or download the Vocal app on your respective app store. You can listen to us on iTunes. Which, real quick, by the way, if you get the Vocal app, you can also hear Fuzzbox. Which nice. is the the internet radio station that Devin, our guest this episode, is the program director of. That is correct. And they play a lot of really cool music. So John is the sure. plugger of this episode. That's right. Um, <laughs> the plugger. The better plugger. Be the plugger. That's no, that my was, nickname. That, no, that was the a, plugger. That was be a the great. plugger than the pegger. That was a. Ooh. That was a plug. That was definitely a good plug. But um, you can listen to us on the vocal uh, <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. That's you can right. stream us on the go in your car while you're driving home from work you in can. the Dallas-Fort Worth traffic. That sucks. You can stream us. With it could, it could suck him. less if you streamed us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're okay. driving. Yeah, or really? Maybe. No. Depends on if you like us or not. No, it would. It would suck less. That's right. Because you'd be hearing our dulcet tones. So or there's my mini one thing rants. that we do before the end of every, every episode in Galan. Uh, what is that? <laughs> that is the that is the hashtag game that Joe is going to go over. Okay, okay. Joe, I had, what's the hashtag game? All right, it is a game where I take stuff that was said during the episode and hashtag it. I have several contenders and I cut them out, and then we have three to four that we vote on. In this case, it's just three to find out what the official hashtag is for of this, this episode. episode. That's all right. right. Sounds good. Uh, I've got hashtag no takesy backsies. That's a good one. That's a good hashtag one. Hashtag Nazi opinions. <laughs> and hashtag who needs sleep. I'm going to vote oh, with that man. hashtag who needs sleep. Yeah, I think that's fair. Oh, man. I, I want to do that, too, because I don't want our podcast to be associated with hashtag Nazi <laughs> opinions. So hashtag who needs sleep <laughs> I'll is make an it excellent clean. hashtag. I, I would have totally set, spelled that as N-O-T-S-E-E opinions. Yeah, for sure. By the way, Devin, we are looking forward to being a part of the next who needs sleep. That's right. September, right. Labor Day. Awesome. That's right. So uh, make sure you listen to Vocal and follow us on Facebook to get more details more deets. on that. Thank you very much for listening to us, guys. Uh, as Galan said, you can reach us at detoxpodcast.com if you're a dad that has a story that needs to be told or you know of another dad that has a story that needs to be told. We would love to hear from you guys and be a part of sharing your story to the world. Uh, until next time... Hashtag who needs sleep and hashtag be a better dad. We're out. Special thanks to John and Eddie for supporting the podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V O K A L now.com. <laughs>